Welcome to Cabin Minutecast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods, one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And this is my last day in Oakland. Oh, no. I'm sad to go. <laughs> Damn, I'm sad to go. It's nice to record in person. It has been really nice. Yeah. We definitely got to do it again. Being in meat space is good. Yes, we love meat space. We do love meat space. <laughs> Speaking of meat space, we're going to go get some In-N-Out Burger before I take you home tonight. I'm, don't be jealous, people. <laughs> <laughs> In-N-Out is elite. It's an elite <laughs> burger. <laughs> So, where are we at today, Miss Molly? Well, we are starting episode 15. Dun, da, da, da. And today we are covering the entry into the cabin. Oh, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Is the cabin shady? Is it not shady? Could it use a few more lamps? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> it's a little dark. Yes. So. It's dark and creepy. So we start off kind of where we left off last minute, where there is this voyeuristic view of Dana. So it kind of looks like there's somebody who's watching Dana from inside. But Dana is the first one in the cabin. And so she slowly enters the cabin. And then we get this other little side shot of Marty. And Marty looks a little distressed. He's just not not looking like he's sure about this whole thing and so i feel like this kind of goes back to that conversation we had earlier in an earlier minute about intuition looking deep inside at your gut and seeing if this is something that really feels good and i think he's having one of those moments of like this may not work out so super well for me yeah he is concerned he is looking at the cabin from outside And he's, like, his brow is furrowed. He is is. worried. And he has reason to be worried, because it's not going to work out well for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) True that. Yeah, so this is the, the thinking about it and feeling it through. So Dana enters the cabin, and she is, like I said, the first to go in. And when she opens the cabin door, it's... It's a slow entry. She kind of takes a look around and you hear this like. The... Wonderful creak. Yeah, the classic horror door creak of maybe something is shady and not so good happening up in here. And so it's really dark inside and we get kind of a close up shot of her kind of not quite sure. She kind of enters very gingerly. Yeah, yeah, not quite the, I just got a luxury suite at the Marriott and I'm going to throw that door open and be the first to pee in the bathroom and roll on the bed. It's not quite that kind of... She's not breaking that seal on the hermetically sealed toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not getting that fresh baked cookie in the lobby or any of that jazz. (laughs) But she does look quite gorgeous here. There's like this beautiful, what looks like... You know, who knows what they did here, lighting-wise. Mm-hmm. But it looks like this natural golden light is kind of coming in from the door and hitting her hair and her highlighting her, you know, lovely face and everything. But it's, like, 
she's entering the mm-hmm. doom zone from the outdoors. Yeah, she's she's lovely and backlit, and her lip gloss game is on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and before we get all the way into the cabin, I was just going to mention another thing I thought was funny that the guys mention um, on the commentary is that at the same time they were they were also. Uh, so where they shot this was in Vancouver, as we've mentioned a few times, uh, in an actual a state park. And that if you panned to the left, you could actually maybe catch Bella and Edward because <laughs> Twilight was being shot at the same time in basically the same location. So I like the idea that we've got a couple of folks from from Twilight just like <laughs> lurking around in the trees. That's awesome. I can't remember which twilight if it was the original one or if it was the one where taylor lautner like beefs up crazy but (laughs) i don't know maybe there was like there's some sort of you know imaginary fan movie where it's fran kranz and taylor lautner and they're like we're just gonna go ahead and swim the lake together (laughs) couple of beefy dudes Mm -hmm. in the lake yeah maybe maybe that's a little fan fiction you and i can (laughs) (laughs) work on together i'm gonna have a side business where i just do fan fiction sounds good i like it hey did you ever actually check out the twilight books and or movies were you oh shit people if you could see the look (laughs) on her face right now is amazing (laughs) so the answer is no to the books and then i love doug loves movies with doug benson and i love these are both podcasts. How did this get made? Oh, okay. yeah. So how did this get made? They didn't do all the, they didn't cover all the, the movies, mm. but they covered several of them. And Doug Benson, I believe, is on the is the guest for every one of those. And so they're really funny and enjoyable to listen to the podcast episodes. And I would like to watch the, the last movie because mm. they said it was quite a lot of fun and pretty crazy shit gets real crazy but i did i haven't seen that one yet i did try to watch the first one and i just couldn't make it through it to me it was just too ridiculous and slowly (laughs) paced and just not 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 my bag (laughs) yeah no that's that's totally it is fair it's totally fair so i actually read all the books yeah I, i did do that and i waited a long time for them to make the sex. Like I kept being like, so are we going to, are you guys going to do it here? Or like what's, or right. are you, are you going to do the werewolf? Cause I'm good with that too. If you want to like do both, that's cool. So I thought this was going to be like some sort of vampire werewolf erotica kind right. of thing. Yeah, sure. It's not, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. And the birthing scene is written. One of the most horrific things I've ever yeah, I've ever read. Yeah, I was kind of thought maybe it was like a morality tale or something like that. But it's just, I don't know, it's just something that never really struck my fancy. <laughs> so I just, I'm a hard pass, except for maybe listening to the How Did This Get Made episodes over and over again, which I do <laughs> to many of their hilarious episodes. I mean, I was like 30 when I read them and it was like, I don't even want to have sex again. Like, <laughs> you know, it just was just scary. It was yeah. just really scary. They're just... Yeah, bad, bad birth scene. But hey, other than that, you know, (laughs) it's a fine little read. (laughs) 
So yeah, I was just curious if you were a part of that, uh, the Twilight craze or not. No, no. I know I have friends that were, and yeah. well, now I know you're a friend that did. Oh, no, <laughs> man. God, I would go and commute, and there were this, there was, I, and it happened all the time. So it must have been this other person who literally had the same path to work as I did, and I commute across a bridge. And this person had a bumper sticker that said Twilight Mom on it. So I would see the Twilight Mom van on my way to work, like, for weeks. And I just was like, wow, that's just not something I want to share with with family. (laughs) So I digress. So back to the cabin in the woods. Girlfriend walks in. And it's a ginger entry. I mean, she is ginger, but she's entering in gingerly. Yes. And she's got a little Papa midriff here, which I'm just going to bring up. I got a nice conservative brown leather bag, but I also have a little Papa midriff going too. It's just a little, there's a little skin, just a little (laughs) taste of skin there. Um, And I know we talked a little bit about the, the purse thing. And I just, for some reason, I thought it was weird that she brought a purse in. Yeah. You thought it was weird. And I thought it was what I would do if I was walking somewhere. I usually take my purse with me and I try to make a habit of it being the one thing that I grab first, you know, so I don't go, oh, shoot, I left it in the, you know, car or, you know, that kind of a thing. So to me, it's like a safety, safety net kind of a thing. Yeah. Maybe she just felt safe having the purse on. Maybe she felt like something might get me. I better have my purse on me. Yeah. Maybe she's She's keeping it keeping it secret keeping it safe <laughs> yeah i just thought it was just, it's a really nice bag so when i'm thinking nice about bag. you know like i'm i'm up here visiting and i did not bring my normal purse i downsized i brought a backpack and threw my wallet into the backpack because i just didn't feel like bringing all my shit in my purse and so i thought it was a little weird because all their crap is in the rv right now and everybody else is like trying to gather their stuff from the rv but she came in with the purse she's not driving she wasn't rolling joints so she doesn't need the bag of weed but she does dump it on a chair or a couch or something when she first walks in so she's like okay i'm I'm feeling this thing out Um, but i thought it was weird so i'm bringing it up because that was weird. yeah and and i think we don't really know what they thought this place was going to be like Mm. like kurt says my cousin's country home at a certain point. So maybe they didn't, you know, maybe she had a different idea of what kind of place they were really going to. Yeah, totally. It seemed more like a purse place than a downsize (laughs) to a wallet and throw it in a backpack kind of a place. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed about this cabin, so she's, she's in the cabin now as we're we're in this minute, she's entered the door, the door we've you know we've got the twilight folks behind us out in the trees (laughs) and uh, there's a bunch of lamps and i love lamp but these aren't really my kind of lamps (laughs) and they're kind of just you know placed throughout the room and they have those um shades that are kind of reminiscent to me of uh, ed gein's shades so So when you're talking about that leather purse around her shoulder (laughs) and this the stuff so you know the kind of sewn together leather and then i looked at these lamps (laughs) and talk about a creepy cabin in the woods oh my god i never would have seen that Uh, well he was quite famous for uh 
you know, taking the bodies of people and using their skin and turning that skin into lampshades, among other things, around the house. I didn't realize that he, re- quote unquote, see the air quotes? You can't see the air quotes, <laughs> but there are air quotes here, yes. repurposed Schemes. Not repurposed. This was the purpose oh, <laughs> to no. take the skin and turn it into things. For those of you who may not be aware, oh he, God. he's, uh, <laughs> he's um, you know, the inspiration for some of the movies we've mentioned or haven't mentioned yet in the genre, such as um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. for sure. And then also Psycho. Yep. Also, yep, yep, totally. Yeah, so this is giving me a little bit of Ed Gein with these these lamps. I can see, uh, and he definitely lived in a cabin in the woods, and he definitely uh, used uh, every part of the buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know you made lampshades out of them. That's so crafty. (laughs) And if you like to get crafty in a cabin, come on out to Camp Wildflower. (laughs) Visit me at HeidiBennett.com. I think we'll, uh, we won't be using human skin. (laughs) You're not going to be making human skin lampshades? No. You'll at least stencil them though, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to add your own personal, like, feminine touch to that? Definitely. (laughs) So yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's what this cabin's evoking to me. You know, on the outside we're getting all these classics, but inside I'm feeling the the Ed Gein cabin in the woods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And so we kind of pause and we kind of take a look around the room, and I noticed doilies, and I just I noticed doilies because my grandma had doilies because I think that's just what happens if you were like World War Two era you use doilies in your house and that just becomes a part of you know what you do so i have an appreciation that somewhere somewhere down the some place somewhere down the way somebody decided to decorate the space with doilies and to make it homey like the history of doilies and why people made doilies no so best recollection so don't quote me on every little thing i'm going to say here gang out there (laughs) in (laughs) the listening universe but that doilies were made because men were wearing um so much product like greasy gloopy gloppy product in their hair Mm. that the doilies were made to be a decorative way to protect furniture from their hair hair product no kidding. Yeah, so they'd like lean their head back and get it on a doily, and then you could wash the doily, whereas you wouldn't have a bunch of, of men's hair grease all up in your your couches and wow. and uh, chairs and such, yeah. It's a man fluid catcher? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Something like that. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. So that's that's where you get your doilies from. Huh. Wow. I guess I have a, a newfound appreciation for that then. And I guess we were greasy people. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure if Ed Gein fashioned any doilies either. But. Any skein doilies. <laughs> so uh, as she spins around the room, we see the now famous wolf head that's on the wall. And I didn't actually until, well, I guess this is part of why you do Movies by Minute podcasts, but I didn't notice her 
really stopping here because there's this I think I called it the bad boys cinematography where there's that spinning camera. It's not quite as dramatic, but, you know, there's a a camera movement that's circling around her and then it kind of stops. The blocking stops where she stops and sees the wolf baring its teeth on the wall. And so it made me think that this is a fearsome wolf. It's the big bad wolf. Right. And something pretty bad got the big bad wolf and then decided to throw it up on the wall as a trophy. Yeah, I like where you're going with this. So somebody that was badder than the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has been in this house or lived in this house or wow. Yep. Buyer beware. <laughs> <laughs> What it reminded me of, and I know we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more in upcoming minutes, but it reminded me a little bit of John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Because of our wonderful, wonderful do- half dog, half wolf actor that is yeah. so fantastic in that movie. And so it just kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Mm, yeah. We'll talk about a little that a little bit more in upcoming minutes with a special, special guest. Dun, 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 dun. So what do you think about why it is that Dana is taking the tour alone? What do you think the significance is of that? Hmm, good question. Well, she's not partnered up with anybody, at least not yet. <laughs> and... We're not really sure how much stuff she brought. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a weekend, supposedly, here. So she may have traveled a little lighter than Jules. As we know, Jules brought everything but the, the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. But nothing Kurt won't be glad she had. Maybe that's just her personality. She likes to kind of get ahead. You know, for me, if it was me, mm-hmm. I'd want to be all up in there to find the comfiest bed or mm-hmm. the best bedroom like mm-hmm. i'm definitely a little bit like i don't know about you but i've i've been burned in the past yeah. <laughs> where you uh get together with a group for the weekend mm-hmm. and uh you've rented a house but maybe you've only seen it the website on the website and it says like sleeps 12 but it really means 12 if six of those people are crammed in a in a you know shitty <laughs> <laughs> living room situation with a crappy pulled out bed and all that stuff. And so um, I definitely get a bit to where I want to like try to stake my claim on a comfortable bed. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's her motivation. What do you think? Yeah, I think that could be part of it for sure. I think that's also human nature to be like, I'm going to get in there as soon as possible and, you know, claim territory. I think it's also interesting that we have both Dana and Marty who have been separate from the group now who are kind of taking things in. He's taking things outside. He's taking, mm-hmm. he hasn't actually entered in yet. So he's, you know, getting the lay of the land and filling it out that way. And she's been very cautious being inside but these are also the two people who actually do survive this i say survive in air quotes but they're not the ones who you know meet and end you know by the monsters right the other three on the other hand are super stoked to be there and come in without reservation right they're a little more devil may care Mm -hmm. and yeah these guys like you said there's this shot shot of her inside with the camera swirling about and then Marty's just taking it in and he looks sort of, it looks a bit desolate out there with Mm -hmm. him just standing outside, just sort of taking in the whole environment. And 
He looks very small in comparison to everything. Yeah. Like he's almost like lost in the environment. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that um, Drew Goddard mentioned that he wanted that feeling of like isolation as soon as they get to this point. Mm -hmm. They're there at the cabin. It really doesn't seem like they're at their home or, you know, home or close to home base at all. It really Mm -hmm. seems like they're otherworldly almost. Yeah, they're they're aliens in a strange land. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Kurt, Holden, and Jules all enter together. And there seems to be some mixed emotions from Dana here. But Kurt's like, this is awesome. And Jules is like, oh, this is kind of cool. And Holden comes in the rear and he looks like he's pretty, pretty happy with the whole scene. And they have a very, very different reaction than Marty and Dana do. They're much more cautious, but they're like, hey, it's cool. This is going to be great. Yeah. They bought the whole thing, hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not concerned. <laughs> they should be concerned. <laughs> FYI. <sighs> well, that's about all I had. Just kind of taking in, you know, there's not a ton of action in this minute. Just some some people kind of looking around and... This is our first look inside the cabin, and then, uh, you know, we're going to be moving on next week into some some more action. Yes. A little bit more action, hanging out in the cabin, and who maybe we'll see what's up with the, the guys back at, uh, well, I guess it's downstairs, really, right, where yeah. they're at? Yeah, basically, yeah. I think it took me a while in the first movie, you know, in the... First time seeing the movie, like, you're just sort of taking all the information mm-hmm. in. I think it took me a while to really, you know, towards the end of the movie, it's obvious where they are. But in the beginning, I just didn't really know, like, oh, they're underneath. They're, like, underneath this cabin. <laughs> and I don't think you really know that they're underneath the cabin until much, much later in the movie. Like, you really do connect where they are. Because I, I feel like it's plausible that they're off-grid. Right. You know, way off-grid from where they are. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So, yeah, anything else that you want to talk about on today, on Friday, before we wrap things up? No, no, I think we're we're good. Happy November, everybody. Yeah. Before you know it, you're going to be stuffing your face full of turkey and, <laughs> or tofurkey, depending on what your swerve is. <laughs> yes, and I'll say I am, a, I am a, a turkey eater, but I also have a really great recipe for uh, vegan, gluten-free, paleo stuffing. Oh, so if anybody wants that, maybe I can share that. It's really tasty. Yes, you should share that. <laughs> yes, you absolutely should. It pretty much covers all the bases. It still has that really rich, flavorful goodness, but Sweet. it's kind of safe for all. So, well, now we're moving on to our recommendations then. So we'll throw out a couple of recommendations before we hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> So mine is actually on Instagram. So we're at Cabin Minute Cast on Instagram. We follow a bunch of people. Of course, of course, we follow, you (laughs) know, Chris Hemsworth and uh, he's um, all up on his his Thor Ragnarok experience coming Mm -hmm. out and kind of keeps us uh, up to date on all of his hunky goodness and friends (laughs) and such. And, um, we, you know, we, we follow a bunch of the other movies by minutes, folks, like Bat Minute 89, Star Trek Minute, Star Wars Minute, of course. 
a bunch of other folks. We follow Peter Deming, mm, DP yes. here, Amy Acker, and Kristen Connolly, and all that. But I thought I would mention that um, we've been following horror film history. And horror film history, all, you know, three words stuck together there. They show just a lot of photos, kind of behind the scenes stuff from different horror movies. They'll do a couple of little mini videos. And let's see, here's a terrific and somewhat rare photo that just recently surfaced behind the scenes of Bart Mixon putting on some finishing touches of the werewolf on the television miniseries of it from 1990 mm. so yeah that's just one of many 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 things they do a lot of behind the scene photos of people putting putting the horror makeup on here's rick baker doing the cadaver makeup on griffin dunn and american werewolf in london oh, another favorite cool uh, so yeah so if you like to see that kind of stuff check out horror film history on instagram and i guess they're on twitter too but this is where we follow them and that's my recommendation that's awesome how about yours well this is a tv show that you can pick up on netflix if you have the netflix if you have the netflix um <laughs> and it's called salem and i picked i checked it out because i as i've said i like witchy shit and i was like all right all right i'll, I'll go check it out um, and I was a little incredulous about it, but I have to say so far it has been very intriguing. And the thing that I found to be intriguing about it, and I, I'm not saying that I am very far through the series, but thus far where I am at in season one, what's interesting to me about this is that there aren't, I haven't really seen villains per se. Everybody hmm. is really kind of mixed like i think they've they've tried there's a, a captain john alden and uh who's the the love interest by the kind of like head witch and she goes into the origin story of how she became a witch but what's really cool about her character is that she's really she's made a pact and she's kind of committed to it at this point and maybe that'll change in the future i don't know but at the point that i'm at the series i find it to be She's not a classic villain. She's not like, we're going to go ahead and I'm malevolent. We're going to take these things down. She's doing things because she was hurt and there's a sense of vengeance there, but they're on opposite sides and it's kind of cool. And, and because there isn't a, a clear good versus evil at this point, it is very engaging. So I think if you guys are, if you know the, the Salem story, you know, the actual like Salem, Massachusetts, witch burning story that mm -hmm. it's, they're taking a, uh, a lot of liberties with the narrative, obviously, but uh, it's worthwhile. It's entertaining. Cool. Yeah, definitely. We'll check it out. Yeah. Good thing for the season. Yes, exactly. Pretty much as soon as it starts getting like those shorter, shorter days, longer nights, mm -hmm. all about some spooky shit, mm -hmm. some creepy stuff. And yeah. Sounds good. I was in Walgreens yesterday and they had glittered skulls for a dollar. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like the best time of year. It's like, you can go, this is the time where you go decorating your house if you're a goth. So I was like, what can I pick up? It's like cool and pretty and skull like. Yeah, there's some good stuff out there. Cool. Well, let's wrap this baby up. It's been so fantastic having you here in Oakland with me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for, she picked me up from the airport. 
She made a very nice spot for me. This is a light and bright and joyous house. Oh, so thanks. thank you. And and thank you to Brian as well, who is our tech manager extraordinaire, who also opened up a incredible man cave shop downstairs. And, and they got a lot of art going on here. So it's a really cool space to visit. And yeah. uh, I feel really blessed. So thank you. Thanks. Yeah, we got a, we both like to collect art, folk art and local artists and all sorts of funky stuff and make art. So we definitely have a house full of art. Yeah. These are, these are people who care about creative venture who are walking and talking it and, and buying art, which is amazing to see that it isn't just, oh, I make stuff, but I don't actually buy from artists. These folks actually really do buy from artists. So we do our best. Yeah, you do good. Thanks, so. bud. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Find us at cabinminutecast.com. And what do you say? Shall we invite people to see us back at the cabin? <laughs> yes, yes. Come on back on Monday. We're going to have uh, episode 16, more craziness at the cabin. So come on back and we will see you then. Ciao. Bye. Bye.